Hey guys, before I do this super fun XXX rated episode, yes, we are going to talk about sex. It's a pod swap with another sex podcast. I want to remind you that if you're into fashion at all, this is your chance to actually participate and watch a fabulous runaway show during New York Fashion Week this coming February. A designer named Ron Dice is up and coming in the fashion world. His collection is extraordinary to die for beautiful. And he decided to open up some tickets to his fashion show in New York on February 12th to the public. So if you're interested, you can go to official Ron Dice on Instagram or rondice.com. Dice is D-Y-C-E, rondice.com, and get yours while they last. It's a very limited number of tickets. He told me I could tell my crowd about it. I am super excited to be there on February 12th for Ron Dice's fashion show during New York Fashion Week. I mean, I really think he's the next Tom Ford. His collection is insanely gorgeous. So check it out official rondais on instagram hey guys happy tuesday so this is going to be a sex packed episode so fair warning i am doing a super fun pod swap with a podcast that i love because i love talking about sex let's be honest about it so i'm here with the host of a podcast called sex and bacon sarah hughes hi sarah Hello, good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I don't even know where to start because I have a lot of questions, but let's explain what we're doing. First, I'm going to interview you for Cat on the Loose, and we're going to mm -hmm. do one episode, and then we're going to swap, and you're going to interview me for your podcast, Sex and Bacon, correct? Absolutely, yes. And yeah. your podcast, Sex and Bacon, is about sex. It's about sex, it's about social stigmas, it's about, it. you know, judgment and everything that yes. kind of women face and deal with in sex industry, um, entertainment industry, all of that fun stuff. I hear you because I, I try yeah. to, as much as I, I never worked in the, the, the sex industry, so to speak, uh, we have a ton of taboos here in the United States. And, and let's talk about that too, because you're in Canada, I'm in the United States. I want to know mm -hmm. if you think there's any difference in cultures because I've lived here pretty much my whole life. And I always say that, and most people agree with me. I think in general, Americans are very uptight when it comes to talking about sex, believe it or not. It's, I cannot believe this day and age, it's still taboo for most women to talk oh, yeah. about it, to express themselves with their partners, to, to, tell, to say what they want in bed. It's like absurd to me. And I don't know if you have the same perspective in Canada. I do actually, and I think like North America as a as a whole is probably one of the worst places yes. for uh, sex sex culture. Like we are so close minded, people judge people to no extent. However, yes. though, I do think the U.S. has a little bit more grace than what we do in Canada. Um, like in what I've sense? Gone... Sorry, more grace, like in what sense? Like, um, like things are more accepted, right? Like the strip clubs and strippers and those uh, type of things and lifestyle clubs, you guys have a lot more of it. Uh -huh. So I think it's almost like people go to Vegas specifically to go see strippers because True. it's like, that's the big thing there. Yeah. Whereas here in Canada, I think it still has even, even more judgment than what you guys have. And you guys still have a lot as well. Uh, oh, yes. One million percent. Yeah. But let's rewind a little bit. Let's start from the beginning, because mm -hmm. first I love the name of the podcast. Can you explain to us sex and bacon? 
I think <laughs> most human beings on the planet love both. Even if you don't like yes. regular bacon, because I know a lot of people are going to say it, but even if it's turkey bacon, but sex is fabulous and bacon is fabulous. How did you come mm -hmm. up with that? <laughs> okay, so when I was like, God, probably 17, I got a Chinese symbol tattooed on the back of my neck. And when I was really young, I was always obsessed with sex and I was obsessed with <laughs> I don't know, being horny, whatever I wanted to know and I wanted, couldn't wait to do it. And so I got this Chinese symbol tattooed on the back of my neck that says sex. And I've had it for, you know, well over 20 years. Wow. And then underneath it, I had a tattoo of like the Aquarius water lines. Uh -huh. And I mean, they're old. And some one day this guy at work asked me if those were bacon strips tattooed <laughs> on the back of my neck. And I was I like, no. It. So we made a joke about like, I was going to start an OnlyFans, uh -huh. called OnlyFans called uh, Sexy Bacon, like just and do like food porn. Oh OnlyFans, my God. Which... That would be super famous. I think that and, would and be. And I think it's still a super... great idea. Yes, it is. On it, but, uh... Yeah. So that's kind of where the name came of Sex and Bacon. But <laughs> also, if you think about when women talk about sex, we usually talk about sex first thing in the morning. You call your girlfriend. So technically it's like over breakfast, the whole bacon breakfast. <laughs> You know, yeah. So. No, I love, and I think sex, yeah. I, I actually talked about it in, in some other episode of my podcast. I don't remember that. I think, oh yeah, I was doing an episode. There's a super cool restaurant. When you come, Charlie, I'll take you there. Mm -hmm. It's called um, uh, Better Than Sex. And it's a oh. desserts only restaurant. They serve this crazy sexy desserts with the sexual names and super sexy drinks. So, I mean, you go there and if you're not in the mood mm -hmm. for sex, I mean, you're a lost cause. No kidding. And mm -hmm. yeah, I was saying that for me, because I love to eat and I like to drink, mm -hmm. food is always foreplay. Like before, after, right? Like after you have great sex, oh, yeah. I have this delicious hunger. I think the hunger after sex is different than regular mm -hmm. hunger. Right. So I, I love oh, that. Yeah. I, I, when I, I read the name of your podcast, I'm like, I got to talk to this chick because I'm, I'm sure she's super cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. So you have the podcast Sex and Bacon. Yeah. You said you started thinking about sex just so my audience gets to know you a little bit mm -hmm. at a very early age. Me too. Major taboo coming from a, a Catholic mom from, from Brazil and Italy, a super, super conservative dad from France. It was always major taboo, and I was always like, I don't understand why. How young were you that you, you started thinking and talking about sex in your case? You know what? Okay, so I've, I've had a couple people, like guys on dates, ask me this, and they think that like maybe at a young age I was just overexposed to uh -huh. things, and maybe that's why it was like a hyper-focus in my mind. But I had a cousin who's exactly 10 years older than me, mm -hmm. and we used to spend holidays together um, multiple times a year and I would hang out with her in her room and she would tell me all the sex stories of all the guys that she was sleeping with. And I mean, she was probably 15 at the time because she would have had her, she had her first daughter when she was like 15 ish, 16. Wow. And I mean, like, I'm probably like a six, seven year old little girl that grew up listening to her talk about uh -huh. sex. And I just became like fascinated and she made it sound so good. And <laughs> I remember the one story she told me was about how she was having sex with her boyfriend and then his friend showed up and her boyfriend <laughs> went to the bathroom and he came out and she was sleeping with his friend. And I remember at the time thinking, I cannot wait to get grow up so that I can have sex with two guys at the same so time. So I like, never did that. That's one of my fans. I want to talk about that. That's one. Okay. 
I did threesomes, but like a girl, I never had two guys in my life. But I think a lot of women have this fantasy a little bit in their head, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, how sure. old were you the first time you had sex? Um, I think I lost my virginity probably, I guess, at the time to compare to my friend. I'd say I was older than them, but uh -huh. I was probably like 15-ish, which I grew up in a small town and everybody was having sex at the age of like 13, 14. Yeah. I thought I was a late bloomer at the age of 15, but, you know. I I, I'm, I never said that before on my podcast, but, uh, you mm -hmm. know, with all fairness, since I asked this question, I, I'll say it too. I lost my virginity when I was 15, but, okay, in, yeah. but it was the opposite in my case because I was on vacation in Brazil on this yeah. beach town that we used to go to. And it was a huge scandal with my girlfriends. I remember when I told my two best friends, they like totally ostracized me. Like I was a whore. <laughs> oh, okay. They didn't want to be friends with me anymore. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. And it was with a boy. It's kind of like a really fun, beautiful story because I had this yeah. major crush on this boy. I was best friends with his sister. Major crush, major crush, major crush. So every every summer that I would go there on vacation, we would make out, mm -hmm. la, la, la. Then this summer, finally, we had sex. And of course, it was horrible the first time. But to this day, we're friends. We kept in touch, in touch, in touch for 20 years, for a very, very long time. Oh, wow. Yes. And like, he got married. He had kids, yeah. la, la, la. So yeah, but yeah, it was horrible. See, that sounds like <laughs> something I would have read out of a romance novel at a really young age of like, You know, like your summer vacation, the hot guy, you keep going back. It's like this built up thing. That's exactly how every girl. Yeah, he but he was older than me. Yeah. So he was kind of like, you know, mean to me, like, cause mm. like, oh, you're just a kid. And I'm like this 18 year old boy and I'm so fucking hot. So after we had sex, well, I mean, we did flirt and shit a few more times, but mm -hmm. that was it, you know, because I, I was just oh. like the stupid kid that he wasn't interested in. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. so you had sex at a young age yourself. Yeah. Can you tell us the background of like what you did before in terms of work? Uh, like before I started doing podcasting? Yes. Did you, okay. were you a stripper or did you do any I kind was. of, you, yeah, that's yeah. the part I yeah. want to know. Because I did interview strippers before, by the way, mm -hmm. I did a really cool episode, like you were talking about Vegas. Mm -hmm. I was invited by one of the most famous strip clubs in Las Vegas. It's called Sapphire. And they said, hey, come do an episode here. Mm -hmm. So I went to yeah. their pool party. And it was so much fun. And it was the first time I talked to strippers because I'm trying to, I, I was like, I got to demystify this mm -hmm. image, this horrible image people have, like mm -hmm. that they're whores and they're nasty and they're horrible human beings. And they were super cool chicks. Yeah. A lot of them are entrepreneurs. A lot of them are in serious relationships. I had so much fun. So now I want to know about your experience. Can you tell us how you started, how it was? Yeah, so the very funny enough, the very first time I ever stripped on stage, I was underage. Um, and it was something like in the hometown that I grew up like at a young age, but back when you could go to bars and you didn't have to be ID'd. And I was there with some friends. I was probably 16. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the girl that was doing her show and she we were kind of singing along and then she called us up on stage with her. So 
we, uh, me and my girlfriend got up on stage. They played the song Barbie Girl. That was the first time I ever heard that. And we walked around <laughs> and we stripped on stage to Barbie Girl. And guys just <laughs> threw money at us. And I mean, I was 16. I didn't have any boots. I probably never shaved a day in my life. How? Yeah. Okay, so, but you were underage in Canada is under 18, right? Under 18, yeah. Okay. Is, yeah, considered underage. I'm but not I sure. I went home that night with like $400 <laughs> for five minutes of my life. And I was like, this is insane, right? So, <laughs> but technically, just, you are not supposed to be there, right? When you're 16. No, okay. No, but you voluntarily yeah. did it. So, let's oh, make totally. that clear. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so, then you're like, I'm going to get this job. Well, no, because like I just never felt like I was pretty enough or I didn't have the body and I didn't have any boobs. So, but I just became fascinated with like them and I thought they were so like stunning. And so, my dream was to become a waitress in a strip club. And that's what I did. I moved from Grand Prairie, small town to Edmonton. Um, I got, I'd gotten breast implants by then and I started <laughs> serving in a strip club and I did that for a few years. And then I was in like a car accident and I couldn't work waitress anymore. I had an injured hand. And so basically my girlfriend who did private parties, she's like, come do these private parties. It's topless waitressing, um, poker dealing. And so I started doing that bachelor parties Uh -huh. And then that just progressed from, you know, you're being shy to like walking around without a bra until all of a sudden next thing, you know, you're stripping, you're doing girl on girl shows, you're doing dildo shows, you're, you know, all of that stuff. And then I, I did that for probably about 10 years. Wow. Yeah. You get more and more comfortable doing it. Totally. Now, how yeah. do people treat you? Like, does your family know about it? Is it kind no, of I... like an underground industry as it is? Because in the United States... Mm -hmm. um, like I know you said people don't treat you as badly, I guess, but it's still very underground. I don't care what anybody okay. says. Like the yeah. image, it's not mainstream. Like yeah. even going to Vegas, I tell my friends, Hey, I'm going to go there. What's the problem? Because to me looking at beautiful people and I'm not bisexual, mm -hmm. I like men, but when yeah. I go to a strip club, like with my guy, because I've done that in the past. I think it's foreplay too, looking at beautiful people. I don't think there, I don't have any problem with that. But mm -hmm. here, to most people, it's not mainstream. It's almost like you gotta not tell anyone and it's like this dirty little secret. And a lot of girls are super jealous. Oh, I'm not gonna let my boyfriend go to a strip club. I'm like, why not? They're gonna do mm -hmm. it behind your back if you don't. Just let men be men, let them play. That's kind of how people treat strip clubs and strippers in the United States. Is it the same for you there? It is very much so. It is like that whole, like the, the whole stigma of like, oh, your boyfriend's going to strip club. It's like, he might as well just be cheating on you is the way that most women look at it. And I mean, yeah. it's insecurities, right? Yes. And, um, you'll get the young groups of girls, like the 18 and 19 year old groups of girls that'll go to the strip club together, you know, on like cheap night and they think it's hilarious and fun. But women or, you know, older girls, yes, most definitely it is that very shamed, you know, my husband was talking to the stripper and like, oh, she's just a fucking whore. Yeah, it, it does. It does have that stigma for sure. And but how about like for your personal life? Did mm -hmm. your family know what you did? No, I hid it from my mom and like that side of the family for years. I think my mom eventually kind of like knew, but... I would never admit it, never talk about it. Um, and I had a kid too. So like that was kind oh, of my really? thing. Like I had a kid when I was 18. Oh so my God. 
Yeah, so wow. I very much kept my life very yeah. separate. Mm-hmm. My dad knew, and my dad was always supportive. He always, mm-hmm. from the beginning, was like, you know what? I'm just so proud of you that you're beautiful and you can make money from doing that and you take care of your kid. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Isn't it so, amazing that so many times the judgment comes a lot more from women than from men, which mm-hmm. breaks my heart? Because yeah. I think uh, I can't stand when women criticize each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's a personal choice what you do with your life, with your body, with our careers. But I see many times men are a lot more supportive, like, hey, girl, do your thing. And then girls mm-hmm. are like so fast trashing other girls. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because if a man supports it, they think, oh, you, you want to fuck her. That, that's the only reason why you support it. <laughs> yes. In all reality, it's not. It's men have less emotional attachment to what other people yeah, do yeah. where women become so emotionally attached yeah. to what somebody else is doing. Like we're personally doing something against them, yeah. but it's an insecurity within themselves. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Because uh, most women wouldn't do it. Uh, this is mm-hmm. my, I have this theory and I said that when I was doing the episode that on Sapphire, I think most women or a lot of women have this fantasy, like, oh my God, I wish I had the balls to be on that stage Mm -hmm. and be this sex symbol. I wish I would dance on the sex pole, you know, I wish I could do all these things, but they're never going to fulfill it and they're never going to say it out loud. So when they see the girls there, it's easier to hate on them than to say, hey, I, because I honestly admire, Mm -hmm. I never stripped in my life. But like when I did the, but I mean, I've been an actor, a model. I love the camera. Obviously we have decided I love attention. Mm-hmm. I would totally do it. It's definitely a fantasy that I had like, oh, I want to be on that stage. <laughs> Even if for like a night, just for fun, you know, yeah. but I never did it, but I admire the girls that do it. I think it's a yeah. tough job and it takes a lot of courage, a lot of balls, a lot of uh, self-esteem. Yeah. Well, and it's a grind. Like there is nothing easy about oh, being yeah. a stripper. I mean, you are hustling your ass off. You are, you have mentally become so drained at the end of the night for all yeah. the conversations that you have to have with guys to get money and yeah. all of those things. Like, it's not like it's just an easy job. No. Do you know what I mean? Oh my but God. I don't think it's easy. Actually, no, mm-hmm. I don't think it's easy by any means. I think it's obviously it's physically extremely demanding. You have to mm-hmm. be in insanely great shape. Or dancers, if you're a dancer, I was a ballet dancer for many, many years since I was four. And I, it, it destroys your body after a few years. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a pro, I think only professional dancers know what a tough job it is to be dancing there almost every night. And many times you're in your heels, right? Most of the time, right? You're wearing yeah. heels. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's tough. And like you said, then the hustle and the grind. I mean, I don't think it's easy by any means. No, but you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world. I had so much fun in that 10-year period. Don't be me wrong. There was times where it's like you're exhausted. Yeah. But it was just like the the camaraderie that you build with the girls that you work with. And uh-huh. it, it really was rewarding. I found it to be probably one of the most fulfilling things that I did in those in that 10 years, I, it provided an amazing life for me and my kid. That's great. I built so many friendships that I have with girls that I've known now for 20 years wow. and the shits and giggles, let's be real. <laughs> the shits and giggles that come out of some of the stuff that you guys, like that we did or that girls do. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it. So yeah. can you debunk two myths then again, I think a lot of people have, and, and I know they're not true, but, and, and I disagree completely. Mm-hmm. The first myth is, 
Most people think, oh, every stripper is also a hooker. At the end of the night, they want to take their clients home. Do you think that's true or not? No, it's not. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but that happens in any job. I have people who are accountants as friends, and at the end of the night, if a man is offering them money to go home with them, and it's the right amount, they're going to go home with them because who doesn't like money, period. Um, strippers, no. Yes, does it happen? For sure. But that is not every girl that works in that industry is also an escort. They don't cross over that way, no. Right. Yeah, because I remember, again, when I was at the Sapphire Club, some of the girls said, yeah, maybe I'll I'll go home with the guy if I want to. But it's absurd Mm -hmm. to think that every... And and she even jokes, she's like... We don't want to take your man away, like, because couples mm-hmm. are afraid of it. Like, the, the girls are insecure. She's like, we don't want to take your man away. We want him to spend money here at yep. the club. It's entertainment, like anything else, like a casino, yeah. like a bar, like whatever, you know. Myth yep. number two. And I hear that all the time, and I think it's funny. Uh, many times people say, oh, they're miserable. I feel so sorry for them. They don't want to be there. Oh my God, I feel so bad for them that they have to, to strip, that they have to be a waitress at the club. It's not true that all the girls there are miserable. A lot of them really enjoy the work, correct? Totally, totally. I was more miserable working a desk job, a nine to five, and I complained more working there than I think I ever did. Do you have a bad day? Absolutely. Do you have a bad night? Customers maybe are paying. You've been on your feet. You know, you're tired. You want to go home. It's getting late. That's in any job. But no, we choose to be there. Yeah. I yeah. I don't like when people... Like, again, I never worked at a club in my life. Yeah. But I met a ton of really happy, successful mm-hmm. women. Like you said, a lot of them are single moms, yes. But some of yeah. them maybe are supporting their families. Some of them are starting their life over in a new city. There's like so many... Putting themselves through college. Totally. There are like so many different stories. And a lot of them are like, you know, I love what I do. Like mm-hmm. you said, I don't want to be stuck in a desk making $18 an hour. I meet a ton of people. It's building me up to other opportunities. Yeah. So I, that's why I like to demystify this industry. Like they're all a bunch of like crazy whores on drugs, oh, yeah. which is not true. Yeah. Right? Most of, of, of the girls never even do drugs, correct? Because they have like this super clean, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I never did. You know what? I was always the driver. I always liked being the sober one. I yeah, Did I work with girls that got annihilated every night? Absolutely. <laughs> I was always the one who stayed, you know, in control of the money, in control of the conversations, in control of what we were doing, right? Mm-hmm. Was there the odd night where I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to drink tonight. Yeah, okay, no problem. We'll be the responsible one, right? Like, it's not like that. And especially in a lot of clubs, a lot of clubs don't let the girls right. get drunk and do things like that because it... It would ruin customer, you know, service and the business. So, no, that's not that's not the case. Yeah, totally. Uh, Now, how do you feel about the porn industry? Did you ever do porn? Would you ever do porn? Okay, so funny enough, that's (laughs) on like I have like a sex bucket list. Okay. uh, Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Doing porn is on the bucket list. I would do it. You would do it. You would do porn one time. One time, it's on my bucket list just to see. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Um, so yeah, why did you not? Okay, so why did you not so far? You know what? That's not something that's as common up here for uh-huh. transitions. So what's more common up here is you'll have girls who work in like a club. They do bachelor parties. And then webcamming was really big back when I was stripping. 
Uh-huh. Um, so we knew a lot of men and guys who own businesses with like rooms where girls could come and do webcamming, but porn so much up here wasn't as big out East in Ontario. There is a little bit more of like a porn industry, but on a smaller scale, but it's not as easy to kind of switch into or transition into up in Canada. Oh, and I for, see. Like, in that industry. But yeah. I mean, you know that in the United States, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And you're very, very yeah. beautiful. You guys can go uh-huh. to my Thank Instagram you. accounts because we're going to put the videos there on Instagram and YouTube. She's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, if mm-hmm. you wanted to, I would guess all you have to do is like reach out to like some company yeah, yeah, and say, hey, I want to do one fantastic episode. Do you want to have me? <laughs> I'm not in the porn industry. I don't know anybody in the porn industry. But I would guess with your background and your body yeah. and, and how comfortable you are talking about sex i mean i would guess they're like totally let's do it let's do like a sex and food fabulous episode for you yeah no doubt okay <laughs> i don't know that i ever thought that they got paid very well to be honest like i, I think that was one thing that i always thought the pay was maybe not the greatest i knew two guys <laughs> who worked in porn um and the one that was a canadian he said that for a guy mm-hmm. it can be really hard to work your way up yeah um And so he was, he was a good looking guy. He was a male stripper to start. And he said that, yes, there's a lot of videos he has to do mm-hmm. that he doesn't get paid well for. And they're not people he would normally choose to be in a video with, but to work his <laughs> way up. So I think that kind of really like turned me off. I was like, I don't want to be stuck having sex with some like, gross, hairy guy because I've never been in the industry before. Yeah, but that's um, different. Like, that's kind of like somebody yeah. that, like you said, wants to build a whole career. Yeah, maybe you have to put up with a yeah. lot of crap. But in your case, like you said, I want to do one. Yeah, sure. I don't know if they would pay you. I, I have no idea. I don't know the pay scale. I don't know anything <laughs> about porn. Because I'm going to start getting messages like calling me like a yeah. porn star. It's crazy. Like when I do these episodes, people start thinking that I'm doing... I never did porn porn in my life, by the way. And I don't think it's something I would do just because yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I would, cry. I would definitely do one strip show for fun, but yeah. <laughs> I would have done it. I don't know. But anyways, I would guess because of your work, you already have yeah. something built up. Uh, maybe you, I would reach out if I were you okay. like with an idea. I, maybe we can come yeah. up with some, I'll help. I help. I can help. I can maybe hook you up. I think. All right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can be my pimp. Okay? Yeah, I'll pimp you out to do one. <laughs> you never, so maybe you could sell like yeah. that one episode because yeah. I would guess you already have a huge audience, you know? So maybe people mm-hmm. would be willing to pay like for your stuff more than they pay for like a total unknown girl. No, maybe. Just my guess. Yeah, let's, explore, let's explore that afterward. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Before we go on the two-minute break, one more question. Time goes by so fast when we're talking about sex. It's funny. Um, how about OnlyFans? You said you would do it and you never did it? Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing is like, I'm very motivated to do those things, but, but I like having somebody to do it with me. Like for me to try to take pictures myself, do videos oh, myself. Oh, it's a lot of work. It's impossible. Yeah. Like you have to have somebody willing to come and take the pictures, take the videos and help you. And like me and my friends have joked about it. In fact, my ex-husband was even going to like do it with me, but we could not get along longer than like two days about it. Cause like, yes. my girlfriend does it and she's like, you need to have a guy like guys get oh, sick yeah? of just seeing girl videos. Like 
you can make more money if you have a guy that you can, you know, suck his dick. Really? Fuck a minute. This uh, and that. Yeah. And I, I'm not dating anybody. So my ex-husband said he would do it. But then we would fight. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not coming near me. I was like, you don't get to touch I me. I think no that's another that. really easy one too, Sarah. Like if you put on your Instagram, hey, yeah. casting call, looking for guys to get their dicks <laughs> <laughs> For my OnlyFans, oh I have a feeling you would get a line of yeah. guys that would totally volunteer for that job, you know, just to spend that's time with fair. you and get their dick sucked by you. Hello. I don't yeah, think that's, I mean, a that's true. <laughs> See, I just need somebody to hold the camera. I'm all for doing things like this. I just need a friend or a partner to do it with. Me. I hear you. Oh my yeah. God. I wish you lived yeah. in LA because I would hold the camera. I would 1 million percent create your content for you. Because again, I, I am not attracted to girls like in a sexual yeah. way, but I love working with beautiful people and, yeah. and entrepreneurs. And most of all, I love meeting women who are comfortable with mm -hmm. their sexuality and talking about sex because I cannot believe this day and age, men, if they talk about it, they're like heroes. And we oh, are know. like the trash of the trash of the trash. And I'm like, come on already, you know? And, mm -hmm. and feminists talk about equality, equality, equality. There's always talk about equality in pay and equality in the workplace and this yeah. and that. How about being equals in bad being equals talking about sex and doing whatever the hell we want with our bodies right oh yeah totally <laughs> but no we're judged for it right we don't get to make those de decisions yes one million percent yeah. we are but i think this if i have one goal with this podcast and i don't mm -hmm. even know if i'm ever gonna accomplish that because society is so freaking biased it's ridiculous my yeah. goal is that one day women are going to be able to talk about sex, do sex, show their bodies as little or as much as they possibly can and want in this world as a personal mm -hmm. choice and not be judged, yeah. period. Like we are just as good as any woman on the planet regardless of what we yeah. talk about. Totally. And that doesn't make you a whore at the end of the day. And no. by the way, if you want to be a whore, you should have the right to be a whore too, in my opinion. Totally. It's your yeah. body. If that's what you want, go for it. Absolutely. And that's the thing I think that people don't... Don't get me wrong. There is... A, obviously, there is unfortunate things that go on. And there is women that sometimes get put in positions that maybe they don't want to be there. Yeah. That's totally different than a woman saying, I'm owning my sexuality. Yes. I'm owning my body. And this is what I'm choosing to do with yes. it. And it's not for you to criticize and it's not for you to judge. Um, but I think people don't, they can't separate the two. They see somebody doing something that they don't want to do. And then for everybody who's doing it that they want to, they put them together and they just say the whole industry is shit. Yes. And that's not the way that it works. No, 1 million percent. You know? We are not even talking about abuse. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about uh, yeah. trafficking. We're not talking about no. crimes. We are talking about adults that make yeah. A decision about whatever they want that's completely different absolutely yes yeah, and absolutely. It, it just breaks my heart really that women are mm -hmm. so judged it, it drives me crazy oh, yeah. Yeah. we're gonna take a two-minute break and we're gonna come back with sarah and let's get down to dirty business because i want to talk about sexual fantasies i want to talk about a few questions that people send when i said i was going to interview you so Stick Perfect. around, okay? We'll be right back. This is a super fun Cat on the Loose with Sarah Hughes. She's the hostess of a super fun podcast. If you guys never listen to it, you should because it's super, super fun called Sex and Bacon. I'm getting hungry here. <laughs> we'll be right back with Sarah.
As I was telling Sarah today, if you guys are in the LA area, don't forget to check out this dessert-only restaurant called Better Than Sex LA. I did a couple episodes um, of the podcast there, and I absolutely fell in love with the place. The vibe, the mood, the lighting, the desserts are insanely delicious. And yes, suggestive, fun, flirty names, guaranteed to put you in the mood for sex with your partner, if you're with someone, if it's date night, or even to go out and flirt if you're single. I absolutely love, love, love this place. It's even great for like a, a night out with a group of friends. Who doesn't like sex and dessert and great drinks, right? It's on 617, se, sorry, sorry, guys, 7166 Merrill's Avenue in Los Angeles, California, in the heart of West Hollywood, Better than sex, LA. I highly recommend to go check it out. It's super, super fun. Okay, now Christmas is coming. If you guys are like most people out there and like myself, you're on a budget, you cannot buy 10 million expensive gifts. So here are a few suggestions for last minute gifts from small businesses, by the way, because I'm all about helping small business owners such as myself. First one, girly a la mode it's basic fashion and styles for every woman in the world to look good and feel great the motto is every body is beautiful regardless of size regardless of age regardless of culture background check it out the love collection is out now great sweatshirts adorable beanies the organic bag that you can use over and over and over again when you go shopping i absolutely love it i have a ton of photos of it on my instagram the insta is girly a la mode and you can shop girly a la mode dot shopping many great affordable gift ideas that you guys are gonna love check it out girly a la mode dot shopping let's support small business owners this holiday season Idea number two for really nice gift ideas. Pretty, please, with a Z, shop. It's a clothing store, but it also has a lot of beachwear, fabulous Brazilian sexy bikinis, unbelievably nice outfits for the holidays, for New Year's Eve. They ship all over the United States, so you guys can shop online right now. I love, love, love their styles. And the owner, Luciana, just has amazing, great sense of fashion. And like I said, if you're going to a tropical destination, maybe you live in Miami, maybe you're going to the Caribbean, I don't know, the bikinis are to die for. I think Brazilian bikinis are the most beautiful in the world. For those of you who know about it, for those of you who have never seen it, definitely, definitely should check it out. Pretty, please, with a Z, shop on Insta and you can shop online. And again, they ship all over the United States, the most beautiful Brazilian beachwear and uh, great styles for the holidays. Okay, we're back with Sarah Hughes for the super fun XX rated episode of Cat on the Loose pod swap with her podcast, Sex and Bacon. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Okay, so let's talk about sex. So you were in the okay. sex industry. You did porn. We are you're gonna do porn. We're gonna hook you up. <laughs> now you do the podcast. How many yeah. episodes have you done so far? Um, you know what? I think we're around twenty something. Awesome. So almost close to thirty ish. Yes. That's fabulous. There. Are you doing yeah. anything else, or you stopped stripping altogether? Um, so you know what? I actually get stopped stripping for probably eight years or so. Um, I got married, had another kid, and then 
when COVID shut everything down, I actually went back during that time. And honestly, it was so fun. It was probably the best time, best year of so my wait, life doing it. So wait, the strip clubs were open in Canada during COVID? No, but bachelor parties ah. were going on underground, <laughs> sneaky style. Oh, People I were hear you. In. Yeah, and because men were so starved for right? like social situations, they were spending money hand over fist more than they uh-huh. were when I quit. So it was like really 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 profitable oh my god i can't imagine can you give us like an inside scoop how these parties work like you go there and it's like a bachelor or a bunch of men and you go with other you you don't go by yourself you go with maybe other girls yeah usually there's two of us so we'll Mm -hmm. go there um usually it starts like most places it's like okay so you'll do an hour of topless waitressing and then like a strip show so for the first hour we're just walking around with our you know boobs out we're selling hooter Mm -hmm. shooters Pussy shooters, ass shooters, um, and then we'll do a show and they can just do a regular strip show or usually we upsell to like a girl on girl show. And then mm-hmm. I'm not a lesbian either. I'm not bisexual mm-hmm. in any way, but I mean, we're performing yeah. as a show. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend will do a full on girl on girl show for them. And then after that, we continue to sell shooters or lap dances. Lap dances are big after that. And we'll go do lap dances for a few hours and then go home. Are so. you ever worried or a little scared that these men are going to, you know, touch you or, or misbehave or be aggressive? You because it's a I lot of hormones, been, right? <clears throat> yeah. In, in 12 years of doing it, there's only two times that I have felt a little bit uncomfortable because one guy was too drunk one guy was weird but i mean when you got anywhere from 10 to 30 guys and you have one guy that is the creep everybody else there really? his friends are usually the ones keeping him in check and they're like beat it buddy you're kicked out they they kind of police themselves because they don't want somebody to ruin it for everybody right um so yeah i've i mean i've felt uncomfortable twice uh-huh. but the guys there always looked after us oh so. that's good that's good that's not yeah. bad at all but no. you do you take security do you have a bodyguard or anything no no there's a couple times that if we're working out of town we've had like a, a guy drive us just uh-huh. because if we we're drinking and we go to drive home at the end of the night or if we are going to like a campsite i mean we've been to some pretty strange places doing these bachelor parties and So if it's in the middle of the woods in a cabin somewhere, sometimes then we'll just pay a guy to drive us just to be on the safe side. Yeah, right. Uh, But they'll wait in the car and stuff. But But in general, the behavior is A-OK. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. very interesting. Now, how about did these guys ever ask you, okay, I'll give you more money. Let's go and have sex. I am so horny. Let's get this done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? And for the first... I have one girl who is a stripper. She was also an escort and she would come to parties sometimes too. Maybe a handful of times in like 10 years at the end of the night, she would, you know, perform a service, a hand job or somebody, something for somebody. But usually because that's not what we were there for, we'd always say, Hey, you know what? Sorry, we're flattered, but you know what? You're going to have to call, call the service, call the escorts. And then we would leave. Mm -hmm. So, Okay, so you totally draw the line. Like, oh, yeah. they don't yeah. touch you and you don't touch them. It's literally just a show. I mean, no. I mean, there's a little <laughs> bit of touching. Like, if I'm giving a guy a lap dance, absolutely, he can grab my boobs. He can grab my, <laughs> you know, my ass. But no, they're not. A, they know in the beginning the ground rules. Do not touch my uh-huh. pussy. Like, if you do that, the show stops. Let's not be rude. 
you know, you can touch the things we've allowed. We told you up front. But, uh-huh. And then the guys are good about it. Do you so. take your panties off? Do you take everything oh, yeah, off? Also, oh, you're completely yeah. naked. I do, cannot believe these guys yeah. have the restraint to like just look and not do. That's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're pretty good. But, <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Oh my god. So if one of them offered you a lot of money, they said, "Oh my god, come on, you're sitting on my lap. You're so freaking hot. I have a heart on. I really want to fuck." He is like, "Whatever, five grand, ten grand." Would you do of it? Of course I would. Absolutely. <laughs> I love your honesty. Yeah, absolutely. I love I'm not opposed to it. I mean, if a guy was going to give me $1,000 and I thought he was relatively attractive, <laughs> throw a condom on it and write it. Write it. Write it. Yeah. Did you absolutely. ever? You know what? The first time I ever had sex with anybody for money, it was this young guy. He was tattooed and he used to book me for private shows just to come to a hotel to, to just dance for him. And I had done that probably four or five times and I was actually attracted to him and I thought he was really, really sexy. And uh, and there was one time that like at the end of the show, it's like there was just some sexual tension and I actually ended <laughs> up having sex with him. Um, it wasn't intended, but I did. And then because that kind of happened, then after that, every time he would book me, it was, yes, just a given. It's like, hey, I'm booking this strip show, but like really I'm booking, you know, for us to have sex. And he would pay me really well and I'd go strip for him and then we'd have sex. But we built up that relationship and that connection, right? So uh-huh. it felt a little bit different, but I yeah, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. If somebody's cute and I was going to maybe do it for free anyways, right. and they're going to offer me some money... <laughs> Absolutely. If you're having fun and you like it, why not, right? Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, your Instagram name. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about that. It's Confessions of a Fuckaholic. Yes. Okay. So can you elaborate why you're a fuckaholic? Because you love to fuck. Is it more than that? So how did the name? How did you come up with this name? Okay. So you know what, you can't, Instagram's really weird. We originally were starting that Instagram account for the podcast, Sex and Bacon. Oh, they're horrible yeah. if you use the word sex. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's all my absurd. accounts kept getting yes. shut down. Yes. And I was like, what is this? And so I had actually started this account for something else. And it would have been, it would have been some other stuff that I would have just been putting out there. Very vulnerable, um, just different like confessions of things from relationships, but At the time that we were launching the podcast, I was like, I have this account and let's just use it. So it kind of, yes, works in the same sense. And mm-hmm. it really is just, I think, speaks to the honesty and yes. the authenticity of being a person who likes sex and yes. I can openly share and talk about it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, Instagram, definitely. Their algorithms, when you write the word, because I write the word sex all the time, mm-hmm. they pick it up like it's porn, like it's yeah. dirty, like it's pornography. And I say, what the hell? There is so much worse shit out there. I, we are not mm-hmm. talking about crimes. We are talking about... You know, just talking about sex, they keep punishing, same thing, they keep punishing my, just today I got a message from them that all my reels are punished for a month, so I cannot monetize, I'm not going to get paid for them. One month, because I published the reels, you're going to laugh, I was doing a fashion photo shoot in Miami, it's a freaking dress on a boat, but I wrote on the reels, cat on the loose, sex, dating, and relationships. If oh, you Jesus. believe that, I'm not even naked. I'm not even wearing a bikini. I'm wearing a dress. 
And now they said, no, you, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's so disgusting. I don't even yeah. want to talk about yeah. it. And then you write oh. fuckaholic. Yeah. Let's fuck. Thank God. So let's talk about fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it that I met because you're a girl that loves sex. Mm -hmm. Me too. And yeah. I've been, oh my God, I get criticized about, because I say that over and over and over and over again. To the point that I honestly don't even care anymore. Like, I mm -hmm. like sex. I think every woman should have the right to say they like sex. How is your experience? Do you feel that people ostracize you for your work? Or do you only get positive feedback? Uh, you know what? Like, I, I, at a young age, I, I came to terms with the fact that, like, I was, like, the slutty girl in school. <laughs> I was the whore. I was the, the one that's this and that. And it's just, like, I grew up kind of just always being that outcasted person for being horny or sexual or whatever. <laughs> um, and I think like this was really just me stepping into my truth of like, this is who I am. And like, why the fuck am I going to let anybody tell me that I should act a different way, be a different way or be somebody that I'm not. And the problem with the world is people hiding behind this image of who they think they need to be to please other people. So this was just finally me stepping into my truth and just being like, yeah, fuck, whatever, you know, yes, accept I, it or yeah. I love that you said that because a lot of it is um, hypocrisy, mm -hmm. right? I feel, and I don't know if in Canada is the same. And I keep saying the United States, I say in general, I mm -hmm. know there are exceptions, but in general, mainstream society when you talk about, like, just me, very mild, like, I never stripped, I never did anything, but I always say, yeah, I love sex, I was in a miserable marriage for 14 years, we barely had sex, and after the marriage, the past few years, I decided, you know what, I'm never gonna be in that situation again, I, I'm only gonna be in a relationship again if I have tons of sex, delicious sex with a partner that has the same sexual en energy as I do, and funny mm -hmm. enough, in the, 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 the world of dating, so many times the guys, even before they meet me, they think, oh my God, she's such an easy fuck. I'm going to take her out for a few drinks. She's banging different guys every night. They immediately mm -hmm. decide that because of the podcast. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And I get kind of like, that's where it's like, I'm a very open person, but I almost kind of get like offended because... <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, just because I talk about sex doesn't mean that's an imitation that I want to fuck you specifically. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, guys think that. It's yes. Like, you say something sexual or you make a comment, it must mean, oh, she wants to fuck me. No, yes. not at all. <laughs> and so, yes, I do get irritated with that kind of stuff. But I mean, I guess it just comes with the territory. And if you catch me on a good day, sometimes I'll entertain the stupid little conversation. <laughs> if you catch me on a bad day, it's like, hey, you're grossing me out. Fuck off. No, exactly. I, I kind of, it doesn't irritate me anymore. I think it's, it's kind of entertaining that mm -hmm. the guys that I meet that don't understand the difference between my personal life and my work... Mm -hmm. I just they, let them fool themselves. If they yeah. think that I'm partying every night and I'm fucking different yeah. guys every night, go for it. And I want the man in my life that really, really sees the difference. To me, mm -hmm. that's like the goal. I want somebody yeah. so intelligent and so secure of themselves that like when they're in my personal life, they're like, oh yeah, do your thing. 
And I, I did have a partner like that, that was super mm -hmm. secure. He knew the difference between my work and my personal. And I guess that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. How about you? Absolutely. And I mean, a, a guy who actually knows like how to read those signals, like you have to turn on my mind before like you're going to get anything out of the rest <laughs> yes, of me. One million percent. Oh my you God. You know, like, yes. right. Like if you come at me and you just think, cause I talk about sex and I used to be a stripper that you could just like, you know, instantly I want to have sex with you. No, I like know. there has to be a level of intelligence yes. there. And I mean, I'm a smart person and if yes. you cannot challenge me mentally, <laughs> chances are I might sleep with you once, but then I'm never going to talk to you again because you did nothing for me to stimulate totally. me long term. No, one million percent. I am the mm -hmm. same. I am a major sapiosexual. Yeah. I need a guy that, that entertains my brain, that makes me curious. Mm -hmm. I need totally. so much more before like, I, okay, I'm going to jump in bed. Even if he's super gorgeous, like even if he's mm -hmm. hot as fuck, if he's a dumb idiot, if he doesn't excite me or has great conversation, I'm totally turned off. Yeah. Yeah. How is oh, dating there? Do you date through dating apps? Uh, honestly, me and my girlfriend talk about all this time, this all the time. <laughs> the online dating world in Alberta, in Edmonton, and probably most of Canada is absolute shit. Shit, yeah. Because it you guys have a shit. ton of men there, more men than women know. Yeah, but you know what? I like, and this is going to sound ignorant. They, most of them either have dad bods and do not have any sense <laughs> of drive to take care of themselves physically in any way, shape or form. And to uh -huh. me, if you can't take care of yourself physically, mentally, you probably don't take care of yourself, which means you're not going to be able to take yeah. care of me. Um, and a lot of them, it's just, I mean, nobody wants to commit. They all want to be a fuck boy and talk to all the women and, the ones who do want to commit are the ones who probably spend most of the time fishing and hunting and the time and attention they want to give you is very minimal. Yeah. And the, the in-depth conversation you're going to get out of them is also very minimal. I hear you. So yeah, it's kind of, it's a I shit show down here. Too. Men. Yeah. So how do you mean yeah. men? You know what? Every guy I think that I have, have uh, been with and connected with in any long-term way has been through work. Really? Um, I've, yeah, I've met them in other jobs and careers that I've had. You spend enough time, you build up conversation. If I'm meeting somebody just to have sex with, then sure, I guess mm -hmm. like you can go online to an online, this guy's cute enough, let's go for some drinks and mm -hmm. sure, I'll have sex with you, but you're probably not talking to them past that. Oh, okay, so you do do yeah. uh, online dating just to have sex, to find a, you know, a sex partner. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but I hear you. Like. It's, it's slim pickings out there. Like, I, honestly, for somebody who likes sex as much as I do, I think it's been six months since the last time I had sex. Because Are I you just serious? Can't. Holy shit. I know. And it's crazy, <laughs> but I cannot be. Sarah, come down to LA. I'm inviting oh. you. <laughs> come spend okay. some time with me. You have an open invitation. I'm going to take you up on that. I promise yeah. you. Like, I'm not kidding. Because I tell you one thing. It's a shit show in terms of dating. Like, if you want to find yeah. a partner. It's really, really yeah. tough. Most men, yeah, they lie. They just don't. But like to find great sex or fantastic company, there is so much out there. So much. I think for us, I'm sorry, guys. I have a little special needs dog and he's going nuts on me. So I'm going to take a one minute break. And, and my audience knows my, my podcast is very mm -hmm. good. So I'm going to apologize. Let me take a one minute break to uh, get him out of the room. We'll be right back with Sarah. 
Sorry, guys, for those of you who know me, you know that I have a 10-year-old little special needs dog that somebody abandoned on the streets two years ago. So he was crying. I just had to move him to another room. Sorry, Sarah. We're back. No, all good. So we were in the middle of uh, the great conversation, inviting you to come down to LA because yeah. there is a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of options. You know, I think finding the right partner is tough, but if you just want to go out and have fun, a gorgeous girl like you to have sex... You always find someone, but six months, I cannot imagine. Because for yeah. me, I think for girls like us, six months without sex is like six years for a regular woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think there's it's, just no uh, options here. Everybody here uh, is just, it's small okay. dicked men that are. Get your just, airplane ugh. ticket, girly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hook you up. I, I yes. was in a relationship for four months, okay, during the summer. Mm -hmm. And we were having great sex. And then he broke up for whatever reason, all of a sudden. And it took me two months. Like for two months, I didn't go out with anybody. I didn't have sex or anything. And I was like, I use my, I was using my vibrators every night. I don't know. Do you mm -hmm. use your vibrators a lot? You must, right? I do have a lot of sex toys. I do have <laughs> lots. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh my God, I cannot deal with this shit anymore. Like two months without sex. Like come on already. Yeah. So... It's a lot. So finally, I, you know, I, yeah. I have a friend that I love and adore and he was in town and I was like, hey, let's just go for it because you're delicious and I need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, do you find though, like sometimes it's like, you'll just like do it and then all of a sudden you realize and like the sex was so bad and you're like, wow, that was such a waste of my time. It has happened to me before, yeah. for sure. But I think what happens, yeah, 1 million percent, but I think what happens in my case uh, I, 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 I'm picky. I'm crazy picky. Mm -hmm. Like for me to want to have sex with someone, oh my God, sometimes it takes forever. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, people yeah. think that I don't, I, and I, I'm not judging women. I, I have a lot of friends that have sex with different guys all the time. I'm not judging women mm -hmm. at all. But for me to, for a guy to convince me or for, uh, for myself to, con to feel convinced, okay, I'm going to have sex with you. It usually takes forever. Like, okay, I, I have to really, 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 really like someone. So normally when I go to bed with that person, I already know, okay, this is probably going to be very delicious because I really want it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever yeah. picked up a guy at a bar, like, okay, let's go home and, and have sex. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did. Um, usually for me, the, the measure is the kiss. Yes. Like if the kiss is so good, so delicious, very likely everything else will, will be very good too. Right. How about yeah. for you? No, I want 100% agree. If there's chemistry and like a good kiss, it just feels like everything else like will kind of fall into place, but it's, I'm the same. Like it, it takes a lot for me to get turned on now by guys because yes, it's like when you've had enough sex and you've experienced everything yeah. and you're so open, you can't just come at me with vanilla, basic, mild <laughs> conversation and think that like, I'm going to be into that. Like you really have to step it up. And like men here in Canada just don't have like that capability. <laughs> Not a lot of them. It's very rare. So Okay. So can yeah. you give us an example? You meet a guy at a bar. What would he have to do to seduce you? To make you, you feel turned what? on. I think it's kind of in like the subtle, the subtle pickup, not the aggressive, like here, I bought you a drink. Hey, you're super hot. You want to fuck. It's kind of in like 
you have to be witty. You have to be able to banter, right? And like, if I'm taking cheap shots, it's like they have to be able to take them too, but in a playful, cute kind of way where like, yeah, you've now intrigued me because you're smart enough to keep up with the banter Uh and you're witty enough for like comebacks, you know, and like build on that, make me laugh, make me kind of feel like a little bit special in that regard that like you're focusing on me, you're paying attention to me, you're not staring off into la la land, looking at all the options, thinking she might not go home with me, but who I know that's awful. Yes, we need full attention. Yes. Totally, yes. yeah. And it's not just compliments, right? Like, you know how mm. sometimes, I, I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me all the time. Like, I go on a date, and the guy's literally drooling over me, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you're so hot. Oh, my God, your yeah. boobs are... It's nice. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I know I look fabulous yeah. when I go on a date. I know I'm hot. I know my boobs look great. But come on, like you said, say something that makes my brain feel turned yes. on. I need yeah. that. Say something exciting, right Mm -hmm. do you feel the same way one thousand (laughs) percent like if you just fill my head full of compliments I'm turned off right away because now I just think that you have nothing else going on in your mind that that's the only thing you can come up with I know me too you know and you know another thing that really turns me off I don't know if it's the same for you like if I'm on a date with a guy at a bar or restaurant or something and at the end of the night they assume probably because of the pod is it like okay do you want to go home and watch a video mm-hmm. do you want to go home and hang out like yeah. even if we're not kissing or anything I, i'm thinking like what makes you think that i'm even red that i would even go i i don't like that quick transition that guys try to yeah. do i think that's really silly no i agree like i'm definitely <laughs> at like you need to hang out and ask me out at least three times for me to see that there's something yeah. there that i'm intrigued by and that you can keep up and that you're not just looking for instant gratification of I took you out I bought some drinks I paid for dinner and I expect you to come home with me. exactly it's like yeah. guys by the way cut that out it's it's so silly you should pay for drinks you should pay for dinner because you're a gentleman totally. and yeah. you should not expect that you're gonna get sex from that at all we, we yeah. need so much more we need like a connection mm-hmm. even girls that love 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 sex as much as we do right like totally yeah that's yeah. not that's not gonna happen the year is yeah. over and for me I had sex with three guys like the whole year the first beginning of the year I was in a situationship mm-hmm. with a guy for a few months then I transitioned with another guy into a relationship and now I had sex with my sex buddy because I'm not in yeah. a relationship and I really really want it and he's delicious and he's fun and he's a guy I, mm-hmm. I trust that's not a lot at all I don't think so and you're like even no. worse than me you're long overdue I am like I've had sex with one guy this year and it was somebody that I met like at work it came out of nowhere um and don't get me wrong it was great while I was still working for that company we saw each other um and the sex was phenomenal Um, but again it was one of those situations that was never going to go anywhere and then I stopped working there and I just haven't I haven't really found anybody that kind of intrigued me I have guys that I could have sex with but I have to be in the mood because <laughs> yeah. there's nothing else there. I'm not attracted to their minds. We could never t- build into a relationship. Yeah. If that's... I wanted to get off, could I go sleep with them? Absolutely. I hear but you. But I think like I look for a little bit more depth now than I used to. Same. Me too. Yeah. Exactly. I need, yeah. I want the whole thing. I want the whole package. Yeah. I want yeah. The, the, the chemistry, the mental connection, the fabulous mm-hmm. sex, and the, the bacon in the morning, the breakfast. Yes. <laughs> 
I love morning sex. Do you? I love morning sex. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. I don't know why. You know what it is? I know why. You're still (laughs) half asleep. You haven't started to think about all the things you have to do. You're not, you know, like fully awake and your body is still in a place of feeling and like thought hasn't taken over. And so to me, it just feels better because it's like, you're just, you're more connected into like your body and your feelings and it's just like the perfect way to start the day. I don't even need to come. Just put it in me. Make me feel exactly. good. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I love like when I'm sleeping with my guy. And like you said, I'm, I'm half asleep. And he just, I notice that he's starting sex and like starts fucking mm-hmm. me when I'm not expecting it. It's such a turn on. And so many men are lazy about it. Like guys, mm-hmm. don't just get out of bed. Like, you know, like you said, even if you're not, even if you're not going to come or we're not mm-hmm. going to come. Most girls love, love that like middle of the night or early morning little action. You start the day like in the best mood in the world. And then, yeah, you go to the Mm -hmm. kitchen and you make the most fabulous breakfast. Oh, yeah. That's the best, right? Who doesn't like feeling desired? And if your guy wakes up in the middle of the night, he comes and pushes his hard dick up against your ass. You feel desired. You feel good. It validates you. It's a little ego boost. We love that. One million percent. That's one thing that I really miss, like when I'm not Mm -hmm. in a relationship, because I love sleeping with my guy and waking up with his hands all over me. And that's another thing. If I'm dating a guy and he's lazy on that area, I'm like, one time a night is not enough, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, come on, get your game together. Like, you got to be able to do more than that for us. One one little fuck and fall asleep drooling is not good enough. Right. See, and that's why I like younger men and because I find that they have more stamina. They're really? more older <laughs> men like seem to have lost that ability or they just don't think they need to because if they don't want it, then they think that's it. Sarah, I will tell you something. I know I know you're in Canada and you told me about the Canadian men, but you'd be shocked like in L.A., men take insanely great care of themselves. So you meet, because I never date young guys. I don't know. I'm just turned off by their, by their mind. I tried it once and it was a disaster. I never tried. And I get hit by younger men all the time. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll try it again one day. I don't know. But usually I like older men in their 50s, in their 60s, all my, my relationships. Okay. And they are in fabulous shape. They take oh. care. Like my, my boyfriend that we broke up with this summer, he was 53 phenomenal shape like working out every morning hard as a rock because i think guys need to know know your dick figure out how to make it hard and delicious hard as a rock major stamina like you'd be shocked guys really i don't think they're like the canadians i think you're gonna like it of okay. all, they like literally wake up in the morning I, maybe because it's a society that yeah. is so into looks and our industry right if you work in mm-hmm. in hollywood in movies in entertainment everybody here really takes great care of themselves so you okay. do meet a lot of older men who are like crazy crazy yeah. in shape in and out of oh. bed I need to come to you. Then. Yes, I'm not yeah. kidding. I, I swear to God, open invitation. Whenever you want, jump on a plane because you're going to be surprised. Obviously, not all of them. You're going to meet some dudes that are like, like you said, like pot belly. Sure. But in general, this is mm-hmm. a society that the guys are like in insanely. And if they're older, 
I think they're more mature about like they know better right. like a woman's bodies and what to do in bed and all this stuff. And I don't like being a teacher. I don't know mm -hmm. about you. Like if I'm dating a younger guy, I feel like I would have. I don't want to be. I I want a guy that takes control in bed. I don't know if you're the yeah. opposite. You know what? I can, I can do a little bit of both. Sometimes I do like being in control. I like that whole like dominating, you know, situation playing out. But it is also nice to know that a guy can take control and can be the dominating one. Um, but I, yeah, I can do both. So, you know what it is, is I found that the younger guys that I was with actually knew how to please me better than the older men that I was with. Really? Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, like the younger guys are the ones who like can find my G-spot with their fingers and make <laughs> me come. Really? Yeah. That, he, yeah. When you say younger, like what? In their 20s? Um, Like there's a couple that, yeah, like 25, 26, huh. 27 that I've like dated or slept with, with that were amazing with their hands. And then usually like the early 30s. That's interesting. Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that I was with, like, and I'm, I'm 41, but it was like anybody that I was ever with that was like over 40, uh -huh. it just seemed to be a different type of mentality when it came to sex and they weren't as eager mm -hmm. and mm. they couldn't keep up sex drive wise. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm just not aligned with this. this yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I cannot, like I said, I've only dated one younger guy mm -hmm. one time and it was a total disaster. He had almost mm -hmm. zero sex drive. It was very bizarre. And all the guys that I date, because like I said, to me, it's on top of my mm -hmm. list. I want to have great sex. I want a guy with yeah. the same sexual energy that I do. So mm -hmm. usually my partners, I don't know, luckily are very good in bed, regardless of their okay. age. Yeah. All these guys, like my little friend, my fuck buddy that I had in town now, uh, he's, he's 48 okay. and he's great, like super attentive, you know, so... Hopefully, you're going to have better experiences when you're here in LA. And then we'll do another yeah. episode. Let's tally up. Ca Canadian guys, you need to like step up the game. Look, <laughs> the girl yeah, is not right? happy with you. <laughs> Before I let you go, oh. let's talk really quickly about the See, the, the one hour goes by so fast and we have so it many does. questions. But a lot of guys that, that I said I was going to interview, of course, they want to know, do you have any sexual fantasies that you have not fulfilled yet that you want to fulfill? <laughs> okay, so I do. I wish you guys saw like, the smile on her face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to try double penetration, but not like one in my butt, one in like my vagina. I want two in um, my pussy. So obviously really? it can't be very... Yeah, I saw it in a porn not that oh long my ago. God. I was like, oh, I want to try that. That looks painful. Well, okay, so they can't be very, very big. That's the only stipulation. It can't be two really big, thick dicks. It's going to have to be oh guys that are a little bit more on the average-ish side, which yeah. most men seem to be average anyways. So <laughs> yeah. I do want to try it just one time just to say I did it and see. So, yeah, that's definitely on my list. That's on top yeah. of your list. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would want to do that, um, but that's... <laughs> I don't know how you do that. I guess you would have to know two guys and say, well, first of all, maybe you have sex with them individually. So you get to know their, their dicks, mm -hmm. right? True. Yeah. And then you decide. So did you ever do a threesome with two guys? You did, right? Once. One. And that was actually like recent. That was probably about a year ago. Um, two Australian guys. And they do it all the time with like, girls they're they're the ones who asked me hey, have you ever done it with you guys and I was like no I was like it just seems like a lot of work like 
if I'm enjoying getting fucked, I don't want to have to worry about giving another guy a blowjob the whole time. And they're like, no, no, it's not like that. But didn't like, you feel like, uh, uh, like um, I don't know, the center of attention, like all this guy, these yeah. two guys want me? Was it fun totally. or was it work for you? You know what? It was okay. Like, um, I think because they were so close and they knew each other so well, there wasn't any high expectation of like, she had to do this. It was all like, they're uh -huh. like, no, no, let us just take care of you. Uh -huh. And it was, it was, it was different. It was fun. I was obviously into the one guy a little bit more because I had been sleeping with him for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, his buddy probably isn't somebody that I would have normally slept with outside of that situation, yeah. but I kind of owed them. We had a bet going on and I lost uh -huh. the bet and in losing uh -huh. the bet, I had to give them a threesome. <laughs> so the circumstances around it were a little bit weird to start, but uh, yeah, I would definitely do it again. I yeah. hear you. Did you ever do a threesome, two girls and a guy? Yes. I think I have probably done 50 of those, oh, if wow. not more. Um. Yeah. And always with girlfriends. Every guy I've ever dated, we have had threesomes with my friends. It's the number one fantasy yeah. of most guys, right? Yeah, I did totally. do it twice for a boyfriend that I had. It was okay because, like I said, I'm not turned on by mm -hmm. touching girls. I don't get excited at all. But it, 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 yeah. it made me happy to know that I was fulfilling my guy's totally. fantasy would I do it again it depends on like the man that I was with if it was really really important to my guy but most men they want to do it but they don't they talk about it but they don't even want to do it I don't know yeah they just it, talk. you know I find it's really weird because I'm not into <laughs> girls either and men yeah. always have this fantasy yes. that girls are just so into each other yeah but we do no it we're not we them. just do it for you yeah they yeah. think we're like totally yeah. turned on by each other but we're like because mm -hmm, we want to see yeah. you turned on <laughs> yeah and it's and that's just it maybe because I stripped for so long and I was so used to performing girl on girl shows that I could yeah. very easily do you know with two girls and a guy threesome because yeah. to me it's just another performance like exactly I'm not yeah. enjoying going down on her and yeah. she's not enjoying going down on me exactly making it look like it for you <laughs> exactly you know? one million percent did you ever get invited by a couple like oh my god you're so hot we want you to go to bed with us I did a few times and you know what? I turned those down for the reason that I'm not into girls. And for me to have a threesome with my girlfriend, we know our, we know the act, we know the routine mm -hmm. for me to go home with a couple and actually have to try to engage with a woman who actually likes women. I felt like it would be really hard for me to loosen up and be in that situation because I'm not actually into women at all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same here. Yeah. I have been invited by couples more mm -hmm. than once. And yeah. I declined for the same reason. Like, I don't want to, you know, be with this woman if she's really into me. I don't know how I feel about fucking her husband. But it has happened. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, it has happened to me more than once. Yeah. But I, it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, for sure. Like, I'm all for sleeping with somebody's husband if you want to watch and it turns you on. But yeah. like, I don't want to go down on you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Same here. Oh, my God, this was so much fun. Sarah, when do you put new episodes out of your podcast? Every Tuesday. So a new one just went live this week. So every Tuesday we put out a new episode. Um, awesome. Lots of times it's interviews. Sometimes it's me and my girlfriend. Uh -huh. We co-host them together. And, yeah, I yeah. love I love how you guys talk freely about it. And yeah. I love that, that you're here. Thank you so much. This was a super fun cat on the loose with Sarah Hughes. Her podcast, again, Sex and Bacon. I haven't had breakfast yet and I'm, I'm getting hungry. Just talking about bacon. And talk about sex. <laughs> 
Okay, we're both like, all right, come on, guys, come on, step up your game. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and your your Insta, which I love, Confessions of a Fuckaholic. Yes. Thank you. This was super fun. And now we're going to swap and I'm going to do an episode for her. And I'll see you. Yes, super, super fun. Thank you, Sarah, for doing this. And I'll see you guys very, very soon. (laughs)